Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. We're so thankful to have this opportunity to be able to be with you over the airwaves of the radio. Now, we know that there are perhaps others listening in other parts of the country and the world by means of the streaming that the radio program is doing over the internet. And again, we're thankful to be able to broadcast God's word, to teach so many people in so many different parts of the country and the world, and especially in the Omaha area, to teach them God's word, what it really means and how they need to understand it and make the proper applications to their lives. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. And so the more we get into God's word, the stronger and the more stable and the more genuine our faith will become. As we grow in our faith, we should be coming closer to God. And as we come closer and closer to God through our faith, we should be coming to the point where we make up our minds, I'm going to come to him all the way, his way, through Jesus Christ. I'm going to repent of my sins, confess my faith in Christ as God's son and our Lord and Savior. And I'm going to surrender to him in baptism, at which point I can be confident that the blood that he shed on the cross will cleanse me of the guilt of my sins. I will be reborn spiritually. John 3, verses 3 through 5. Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. I will become a new creation spiritually, as the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. What a great blessing. What a great blessing. And we want to encourage you to tell others about the program and encourage them to listen as well. We also encourage you to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the podcast button, and you can sign up for our podcasting. Now, using all of the study materials on our website, that's all free. When you sign up for our podcasting, that's free. It always will be free. When you do sign up for our podcasting, you will receive to your smart device automatically, whether that's your smartphone or computer or laptop or tablet or pad or whatever one you choose, you'll receive all of our daily radio programs, Monday through Friday, Search the Scriptures. And you'll also receive a great short, about a 13-minute Bible study every day called today's Bible class. And you'll receive our Sunday morning Bible class, our Wednesday night Bible class, and all of our sermons. And while you're at the website, again, churchofchrist.com, you can download and listen to and study through hundreds of sermons in our archives. And also, you can download and read and study through hundreds of scripturally based and spiritually focused articles. All of that is always free, always will be free, we don't, we're not after people's wallets. We want to help people get to heaven. So take advantage of that and also encourage others to do so as well. Now, we're going to get back into our line of thought and study talking about patience and how central patience is to our Christianity, to our effective faith in God and dedication to him. An important key to faithfulness and faithful and fulfillment in our Christian life is indeed patience. Patience. We noted how the word patience is primarily, primarily translated from the Greek in which the New Testament was originally written into our English Bibles. The Greek used two words primarily to get across that thought. And 
One of those is usually translated in English as long-suffering. Now, we probably don't use that particular term very much in our common communication language as we're talking to people on a daily basis, but it's really a good word, a good understanding of what patience really is, long-suffering. Now, that particular word from the Greek is translated long-suffering 11 times in the New Testament. The other word from the Greek into the English is translated patience 33 times, patient 9 times, and patiently 6 times. Now that's 48 times that that particular word is translated into the English in some form of the word patient. Now when you put those two words together, both of which are emphasizing patience in our Christian life, in our faithfulness, in our walk with God in Christ, you've got 59 times patience is directly, directly emphasized and taught. You know, recently I was doing a study on patience, getting ready for a a different line of teaching. Uh, Actually, I was getting ready to use this particular topic in our today's Bible class lessons that I talked about a few moments ago in the introduction. And I was amazed at how many times patience is directly referred to in the New Testament scriptures. But not only just those 59 times that it is directly translated as either long-suffering or some form of the word patient, but also there are numerous other texts that teach the principle of patience without using directly either one of those words. Well, patience is really emphasized. Now, if God included one particular point of teaching in his word, That's all important. We need to pay attention to it. We need to strive to understand it correctly and make the proper applications to our lives. But when you've got a particular point that is taught 59 times directly and many more times in principle, we really need to pay attention to that. And patience is something that we struggle with as human beings just in our common life, in our everyday living. We, we have our patience tested continually. Well, the most important application of really developing and applying real patience, effective patience, is in our spiritual lives, is in our life lived for God and Christ, the life that we're living that we want to take us all the way to heaven in eternity and give us eternal life, patience. Our Lord himself said in Luke chapter 21 and verse 9, by your patience, possess your souls. Now, if there were no other verse of scripture anywhere in the Bible than that particular one, boy, you talk about a, a, a statement from our Lord, an instruction from our Lord that really drives the point home that we need to be patient in our faith, need to be patient in our faithfulness, need to be patient in our dedication to our Lord and Savior and to our God and Father, that that one verse would do it. But as I said, there are 58 others. In Luke chapter 8 and verse 15, Jesus said, but the ones who that fell on the good ground, and he's here explaining the parable of the sower, And so, as I said, he's talking about the sower 
went out to sow the seed in his, in his field, and some fell by the wayside, some fell on rocky ground, some fell among thorns and thistles. And in those particular cases, the seed did not produce and last. In some cases, it did not produce at all. In others, it produced for a short period of time, and then it was go- and then, then the plants died away. But he goes on and says, the, the ones that fell on the good ground, in other words, the real field, the good soil that had been prepared for the crop to be planted, the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. And we talked about how the farmer has to plant his crop in the springtime, sometime in the springtime, depending on what part of the country, as we relate to it in our land, you know, earlier or later in the springtime, but sometime in the springtime, but then he has to exercise great patience for the next several months while those seeds germinate in the soil, and then the plant begins to poke its first green sprouts above the surface of the ground, and then he's still got to wait while the sun comes out, while the rain falls, and then that plant grows to maturity, and again, it's going to take months for that to happen, and then finally, sometime in the fall, he can harvest that crop as it's reached full maturity. He has to exercise patience. But as I said, Jesus wasn't really giving us a lesson in agriculture. He was using that illustration to try to get across the teaching that we need as faithful followers of him, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as faithful followers of God, we need to exercise great patience in our Christian lives. We need to patiently persevere, patiently be dedicated to live that faithful Christian life day in and day out. In Romans chapter 15, verses 4 and 5, the Apostle Paul really gave us, I, I think, some profound insight as to our sources of patience. And so in verse 4, he says, whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Patience and comfort of the scriptures. God did not give us his word just to fill up a bunch of pages in a book. He gave us his word to guide us in his will to guide us in the way of righteousness and godliness, to guide us to live through this life in faithfulness to him and be able to look forward with confidence to an eternal home with him in heaven. The scriptures give us the patience in that lifestyle. Instruct us, teach us. We read through the scriptures of the hope that God lays out before us, of the blessings that he offers us through his through obedience to him and faithfulness to him. And then in verse 5, Paul goes on and he says, Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus. Well, God there is identified as the God of patience. Now, again, I said we struggle with patience all the time in our daily lives. Our patience is challenged. Sometimes it's challenged by family members, husbands, wives, 
children. <laughs> Sometimes as children are growing up, they, their patience is challenged by their parents. But we're also challenged in our patients through our friends and work associates and just people in general. You go into the grocery store and you're trying to, to pay for your groceries and, and things happen and your patience is challenged right on the scene. Again, it's patient. It's challenged at work with work associates, with the boss, with the job that we do. We need to remember always that patience, faithful patience, patient faithfulness will see us through. Will see us through. And as we exercise our patience and continue to practice it, then we'll become more and more effective in our patience. Remember what Jesus said again, Luke 21 and verse 19, by your patience, possess your souls. So it is crucial, critical that we really work on and strive to develop and strengthen and maintain patience in our Christian walk. The apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter 3 and verse 20, who formerly were disobedient when once the divine long-suffering, now the divine long-suffering, God's long-suffering. Now remember, what is that word, long-suffering? Patience. It's just the translation from one of those Greek words that means patience, that tries to get across the idea, the principle of patience. So the divine long-suffering waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight souls, were saved through water. God told Noah to build the ark because God was ready to destroy mankind and the world, basically, life on the world, on the face of the globe. And so Noah was found righteous in God's eyes, and so Noah, God was going to spare Noah's life and the lives of his family, eight precious souls altogether. And so he told Noah, build this ark. God was going to bring, bring a flood upon the land, all of the land, all over the world. Now, Noah and his family spent a little over a hundred years building that ark. And what Peter is saying here is that all during those hundred plus years, God was exercising his patience with mankind, even though when you read the text in the Genesis account of the flood, it says that humanity had become so wicked and evil and immoral, that the thoughts and the intents of their heart were only evil continually. But God still exercised patience during all of those decades while Noah and his family were building that ark to give mankind the opportunity to repent and come back to God. But sadly, there's no record that anyone did, and only Noah and his family were ushered into the ark by God and they were spared, and through them, humanity was spared. God was exercising great patience. He is the God of patience. Now, what about us today? Does God still exercise patience in our lives? No question about it. When we look at 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, Peter wrote, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, that is patient toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 
God is exercising patience in our lives while we're still alive on this earth. But the very next verse says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. So just as in the days of Noah, there was a time period while God was patient, but that time came to an end and he brought the flood upon the earth and destroyed all humanity with the exception of Noah and his family. God is patient with us as long as we're still living in this world. He's patient with humanity until God sends his son back for that final day of judgment. And the scriptures tell us that at that point, in fact, verse 10 of 2 Peter chapter 3 says, this world is going to be burned up. Judgment day, judgment day. But our time is up in which God is exercising patience toward each one of us individually Our time is up when we breathe our last on this earth. If we die physically before God sends the Lord back on that final day of judgment, then that's the extent of God's patience with us. He's given us our lifetime to come to repentance and become obedient to him. If we do not respond in that positive way, then our time will be up when we die physically. In Romans chapter 2 and verse 4, the Apostle Paul talked about God's patience. Now, this is one of those texts where we need to understand the principle that is being brought forth there. In verse 4, Paul says, Do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering? Now, there's that word, long-suffering again, patience. Forbearance really says the same thing in principle not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Well, those are good qualities of God. He is, he is giving us time. He is, his goodness is exhibited through his patience with us. But Paul says, don't you realize, don't you recognize that God's patience in giving you time to come to your senses by learning his word, by coming to understand his will for your life and his desire to give you eternal life with him in heaven, don't you understand that his patience with you right now, that that is a goodness that is meant to lead you to repentance? His patience is meant to motivate you, to give you time to come to the proper understanding and come to obedience to him? See, we need to wake up, but we also need to stop just pushing the reality of God's patience and our need to respond in obedience, in repentance and obedience to him while he is still being patient with us. We need to stop pushing that out of our mind and thinking, well, I've got plenty of time, or I just don't want to hear that right now. God's goodness is meant to lead us to repentance. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, And verse 11, we are told that we need to be active in developing patience in our lives. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11, Paul wrote, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue, pursue, now that's an active word. In other words, get after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, 
patience, gentleness. We need to actively pursue the development of patience in our lives. God, patience, patient dedication to God, patient commitment, patient faithfulness, living our lives for him in a consistent and continual way, living for him and for our Lord. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, we read that patience is part of the fruit of the Spirit that ought to be developing with us within us as Christians. Paul wrote, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, let's see again. What is it? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, there's patience again. Patience is part of the fruit of the Spirit that ought to be developing within our lives as faithful, dedicated Christians, as faithful, dedicated followers of God. When we look at 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 5, Peter talks about some qualities or characteristics that ought to evidence our Christianity our faith in God and our dedication to him. Peter says, also for this very reason, giving all diligence, there's an active word again, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance. Perseverance. That's the idea, the principle of patience again. Without using the word directly, that's the principle Add to your faith perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness love. And then he goes on and says, for if these things, if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then in verse 11, he says, for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's talking about a home in heaven. But we have to move toward that home in heaven in patient, dedicated, consistent, faithful obedience, faithfulness to God and to Christ. Our time's just about up today, so we're going to stop and park here. We'll study some more about the importance of patience in our Christian life next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for being so patient with us, and we thank you for teaching us about the vital need for us to develop and exhibit, exercise patience in our lives as we strive to follow you faithfully. Help us to see the importance of that and help people all over the world to learn that lesson. We look forward to being with you, Father. Please continue to be patient with us. And Father, please, we pray at this time, Father. Please forgive us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.